the hottest report in town says that not only CM Punk is coming back at this Saturday show in in June, but there is another name that is coming with him. There has not been a release on who the name is. I think that we have a few options here as to where we can go when we say there's another huge name coming to AEW to attach himself to a Saturday show. Any thoughts, Will? Bobby Fish. I fucking hope so. I, I guess I'm the only person in the world that will ride for Bobby Fish until the wheels fall off. I know that everybody loves to post that promo, and they think it's the greatest thing. Where's the lie? I, I get it. Like it's, it's a sad moment in history because the crowd is deader than a fish. Uh, no pun intended. Oh, but right. No pun intended, my ass. It's, it's fish gang until we die, and Bobby Fish is always going to be my boy. I love the style of wrestling that he does. I think that he's phenomenal in-ring, and sometimes people say stupid things, and maybe he uh, needs to stick his foot in his mouth a little bit when it comes to the stuff with AEW and the backstage heat that he got, but I really, really love him, and if I'm going to sit here and say bad things about Bobby Fish, then I'm not going to do that because I, although he's kind of walked his way out of impact with one bad promo... You can kind of blame the Impact crowd as well. That's not really fair to do, my man, Bobbo. Okay, so don't be one of those people that blames the fan and not the talent. But th- that crowd is notoriously dead a lot of the time. And, like, that's not really his fault. Like, it wasn't like it was a bad promo. Like, it really wasn't terrible. I've seen much worse. It was the. In fact, you could do every week on NXT and just look at Briggs and Jensen, and they'll give you a worse promo than anything he's ever done. Can't argue with that. The problem, though, is the comments that already came out. And CM Punk was still very much a hero at that time. So you're going to get a bad reaction. But I think we're a little bit past that, right? And we can turn it into something. Like all of the heat CM Punk has gotten over the last year, it can be turned into gold. But we're not going to have that conversation here today. Or Goldberg. Roddy is back. It only makes sense to bring Fish back. Impact. It, it, no, it, but you could do it without him. Like the thing is, if 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 the backstage heat is too hot and you need to leave the kitchen, then you don't necessarily need Bobby Fish. As much as I love Bobby Fish, Fish Gang for life, I, I just don't think that he's coming back. I think they'll run it as a three person deal. And like people are saying, when is Kyle O'Reilly going to come back? Give him the time to get healthy and give him the time to get ready. If he ever gets ready, if he ever gets healthy, he'll be there and will be around. But. I just I just don't see it happening. I don't see Bobby Fish ever coming back because of the reputation that he's created for himself, which puts him on the list of um, great workers that have kind of talked themselves out of the business. I mean, you think about people like Shane Douglas or Austin Aries or, you know, there's a bunch of people that have kind of talked themselves out of jobs. Buff Bagwell is kind of one of those, too, where he I mean, it wasn't as welcome as he should have been coming over to WWE, but like. The backstage stuff kind of pushed him out of the business, and, like, it sucks, but it's true. And that's kind of what happened to Bobby Fish, and I hate it, but, you know, this business is a fickle business, and that's what you do. You know what I mean? Sometimes you say things and you regret them. I mean, uh, being a married man, I know all too well about saying stuff that's stupid and then regretting it as soon as it comes out of my mouth. I don't think it's the time to say, though, that Bobby Fish is completely unsalvageable, and... I don't think you can do it as a three-piece. You have to have all four. Because what's going to happen every time if you pull the trigger on a three-piece, everyone's going to say, well, why didn't you truly do it back when Bobby Fish was here without Roger Strong, right? And then people are going to make mention that you've had 
every member of Undisputed Era individually at one point in AEW for them not to be able to pull them all together and pull the trigger on that faction, it's going to create problems. It's almost like a four horsemen situation. When you had, you didn't have the original horsemen any longer, people always gave it shit. And even though there's incarnations of the horsemen people prefer, it still hurt the reputation of the group, right? And I think that... I don't do the think that the undisputed era is the horsemen at all, though. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. I'm Shout not trying to, to make that comparison. I know, I know as soon as this comes out that Ted's going to be up our asses and around the corner about uh, talking about the four horsemen in any reincarnation that isn't the original four. Well, and so the, I think he'll understand exactly where I'm going. and Not just Ted. This podcast isn't for Ted, right? But it's <laughs> I mean, for, it is. Shout out to Ted. Hey, Ted, Ted, this today. is for you, baby. I miss you, man. <laughs> But uh, no, it's, go listen to the heel truth. I think if you, so to say, water down the undisputed era, you're gonna hurt their overall reputation and impact. Um, are you watering it down, or are you watering it down by bringing back Bobby Fish though? Because of all the stuff that comes with Bobby Fish, like he comes with the negative press right now, and like I'd hate to do be that guy, but he did a, a number on his a reputation with the way that he left AEW and what happened when he went to Impact. Sometimes we talk about how impact can revitalize someone's career. It did not do that for Bobby Fish. But on the same token, we could bring him back with his three other compadres and have him almost rebirth himself, right? Give him one really solid run with the rest of the guys and kind of show people like, hey, that was just a bad time in my life. People make mistakes. And who knows, like, I'm not the, trying to attribute this to personal issues, but we never know what's going on truly. So there may be a reason for this entire fallout, but that's not to say that when Kyle gets healthy, and I don't even think you need Kyle to be healthy because we were talking about it the other day. There's talk that he may never come back, right? But, but that so doesn't mean my we theory can't on this him. is we did the all access show and we decided to include Kyle in the beginning of the Adam Cole storyline. So if Kyle O'Reilly wasn't coming back, I don't feel like Tony would have went out on a limb to put him in the show because, to me, that's not the way you do things. Like, they brought in a lot of people for that show that don't necessarily wrestle on AEW or aren't featured on TV as much as they would like to be. But for me, Kyle O'Reilly is a player that you don't show unless you've got a reason to show him. And the reason to show him is he will eventually be back in my hopes. I really, really hope so because just like Bobby Fish, I'm a fan of Kyle O'Reilly too, and I want to see him in AEW. I think it's a perfect place for him. I think the creativity, he fits really, really well for him. And when he was healthy, I think goes, things were going really, really well for both of them. So it sucks and injuries happen, and that's part of it. But I didn't really want to go undisputed era here. I did have a little bit of a toss-up, though. So gun to your head. I got the trigger loaded, and it's right to your dome. Who do you got? Do you want um, Ryan Reeves or do you want Goldberg? <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed either of them. So I <laughs> you have to choose one. I'm giving you I'm giving you the option for one more name and it's Ryback or it's Goldberg sitting in a chair. You're tied up. Here's your choice. Pick one. One's coming to AEW. No choice. Who's it going to be? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the ruining of a company. Who's going to ruin it worse? Uh, can I like I'm going to try to. Avoid this question as much as possible. No, nope. nope. let me you're ask tied you. up and you're in a chair with a gun in your head. No avoiding it. Do you want to live or not? Would you rather die than choose one of these people to go to AEW? What does Trinity Fatu's impact contract look like? 
Is that like it an looks like she's she- gonna become a? It looks like she's gonna become a world champion at Impact. Is what it looks like. Because night one, from the clips I've seen, which it's airing tonight when we're recording, so I'm sure I'll see it later. But night one, the videos have already shown that she has uh, already could being confronted by both Diana Prazo and, um, and Jordan Grace already. <laughs> so <laughs> immediately, that's how it's done. That's how you revitalize your career. She immediately steps into Impact as in the main roster picture. Right away. I still think it might be her. I, I don't. I would say I would say Monet before I'd say her. And she just updated uh updated her contract with Bushy Road. So she might be in Japan a little bit longer, but I could definitely see a one off happening before I see another working M- impact AW relationship because it didn't seem to go the way that they wanted to end it last time, in my opinion. What do you mean by that? Do you think they got screwed, like some people say? So I don't know about screwed, but I don't think it benefited a- a- impact quite as much as they would have liked it to. It felt like Kenny just came over and took their title and held it on AEW for a month or two with a bunch of other belts. And it really didn't sp- – yeah, yeah, I, I'll give you that. So where are you going with this, though? So is Goldberg the one who's rumored, or is it Ryback? I've heard uh, I've heard both, but I think people are also just kicking the tires to see how mad people will get, to see what kind of likes and uh, retweets they can get. But it, I love chaos. So, I mean, I want Goldberg because I think Goldberg could actually – produce something worthwhile where people actually cared i don't think that ryback's any good and i think they have enough people that are big and not talented on that roster at this point though if it <laughs> was <Lord> ryback <laughs> don't you think we would have pulled the trigger like it's not like or ryback's been tied up anywhere or like unable to get a hold you're of right we it's, can't it's, sign i agree him. i agree there's just no one more hated in the world of wrestling than ryback it feels like vince russo well, I mean, he's not going to be wrestling though. He died. He he's could. In the ring. He could. He can't take any. He can't take any more bumps. With Goldberg, like, what do you do? With the amount of with the amount of junk food that Vince Russo eats, he can't take any more bumps. His spleen would literally burst. With Goldberg, man, it'd be one of those situations where, like, I don't want him to win a belt at all, but I don't want to see him in any high profile matches. Like, what high profile matches can we give him? What are we going to feed Adam Cole to him or something? No, no, no. It's not feeding. I think you could do like a, a feud with somebody that's an up and comer, or not even an up and comer, someone who's established in AEW as far as like, I know that you really, really dislike this guy, but I think something compelling could happen with him and Hangman. That would be a person because Hangman has been the person that's very vocal about, hey, uh, this is my company. These are my people. I don't want a bunch of outside people coming in here and saying, hey, let's do the things we do it over there across the hill. That's somebody that's been very vocal about keeping it AEW the way AEW is. We're already fine. Why do we need to shake the waters and twist things up and, and make a typhoon in here when we've already got a a good amount of people that are hanging out watching our show, you know, and I think that that's a person you could have a compelling feud with if you say to Goldberg first, hey, be careful. Well, there's got to be someone else to do that story with then, right? Because I can get behind Hangman having a decent story, but the one thing that works with Hangman... What about Eddie? Eddie Kingston? Yeah. I mean, he's already in AEW. No, but I mean, what about Eddie and Goldberg? we've put Eddie to Ring of Honor at this point. We haven't really. Well, even then, like, I still... I also think he'll be on that Saturday show as well. The thing 
we have to remember with Goldberg, we're not going to get a whole lot out of him, right? We're going to get some matches where he has to be shown as dominant. If you beat Goldberg in the first match or have him wrestle more than five minutes, you're going to expose the shit out of him. That's the magic of Dark and Elevation, though. They can make someone win a couple matches here or there to give them credibility. Goldberg isn't fucking signing with AEW <laughs> to go to Dark. I'm sorry. Worth a try. If you can try all you fucking want, it doesn't mean you're going to get anywhere. You know what? Let me. How about this? You go to Goldberg and go, hey, man, we want to sign you as a free agent and shovel out the money that Goldberg's probably asking for just to put you on dark. Hey, man. So here's the thing, though. So look at like Ty Valkyrie right now. Like she's in this feud with Jade Cargill. How many matches she wrestled with outside of this feud in the AEW? She's been in the company for two months. Uh, coming up on a month and a half, two months. How many matches has she wrestled, Will? Two. They've both been with Jade Cargill. One's been with Jade Cargill and one's been with uh, Layla Gray, Jade Cargill's friend. I don't so, want to watch Goldberg talk for more than five minutes ever. Why? He's not been terrible on a microphone. He's got a catchphrase. How many wrestlers got a catchphrase? He's got a catchphrase and he grunts. Oh, how fucking exciting. Listen, you better shut up or you're going to be next. Hey, hopefully I am. <laughs> I mean, it Put seems me like out of rather, my misery. It seems like you'd rather end it than see either one of these people on TV. Yeah, no, I'm good. I I was there for the Ryback experiment. I fed him more. I saw what happened after midnight. He's like a damn Furby or something. The homeboy gets up there on the internet and says all this stupid shit. My favorite part about him is not the like the reposting of the poll every month to see which company he should go into or like the mediocre career he had in WWE. My favorite part of him about him is like the stories with Daniel Bryan where he's like, "You're a bully, dude." And he's like, well, "I'm not a bully. You're just dumb." Like, and I just love to make fun of you. Like, I don't think it makes me a bully that you just do things that make me want to make fun of you. There's nothing better than a villain who doesn't realize he's the villain. He thinks he's the one getting victimized. <laughs> That's the whole world right now, man. <laughs> Everybody's a victim. Definitely Ryan Reeves. <laughs> you know, fuck it. Let's bring Rye back to AEW. Let's just see how that goes. Let's bring Rye back. Doesn't he own the copyright? Didn't he get to, or did he get denied for it? We could call him the Revenator. The Revenator. Wow. Do you think there's a copyright on that? Probably not, unless someone loved Bryant Reeves as a kid in the Grizzlies. Uh, that's an old school reference. Ain't nobody going to get that but like three people. But shout out to the Vancouver Grizzlies fan who just slapped the table and said, oh, yeah. I hate to admit it, but when you said Ryan Reeves, I forgot about Ryback for a minute. And I thought you were talking about Ryback. I thought you were talking about Ryan Reynolds. And I was like, hell yeah, Blade 3. Oh, that dude does not lose. That dude can do anything. I'd actually, I wouldn't mind him in wrestling right now because that's a person that draws, that that uh, moves the needle right there, my man. He's a needle mover. Can I say, we already have a Ryan Reynolds-esque presence in the wrestling world, and you're not going to believe who I'm going to say. Okay, do it, because this is just like, uh, just like the episode a week or two ago. Let's go ahead and do it. Who is Ryan Reynolds in the wrestling world? Christian Cage. I, I don't agree. I elaborate. Go ahead and make your case. He brings the same suave coolness to the wrestling world that Ryan Reynolds does. He's not nearly as funny. He can Ryan's be. Ryan's a face. Ryan's a face, and Christian is the complete opposite of a face right now. But he brings that energy, and there have been times where Ryan Reynolds was not a face. Think about when? him and waiting. 
He's not he a face. He was a face. Yes, no. he was. He was an anti-hero. He was the face of the whole movie. Trying to fuck a 17-year-old's the face move? Well, I mean, in that movie, there's a different time. Like, I'm not supporting <laughs> what he was doing or anything, but he's the star of the movie, and everybody loved him in the movie. There wasn't a bunch of people that were like, you're a fucking douche. He's the MJF heel, brother, in no, that he's movie. No, he's not the he's MJF He's the likable heel. Time he's, the only time he's ever been the heel was an interview whore. I can't say the word because of my Hoosier accent, but you know what I'm talking about. What about uh that one college movie, Van Wilder? He was absolutely the face. That was the most face anybody could ever be. He Just because you're the star the of the campus. show doesn't mean you can't no, be a camp or a dirtbag. Think about all the people he helped in that movie. Nobody was supporting Raj. He brought him in and made him his assistant. There's a guy in there named Sick Boy that literally everybody hides from because he's constantly getting a different sickness. Ryan Reynolds goes to his room every week and like gives him medicine and shit. But what he's a you great dude. dude. He's a great dude in that show. A standing, a, an upstanding citizen. Remember that big giant um, obese guy that he like supports and has like a charity to help fund? Fucking awesome, dude. What a movie, dude. That's been a long time since I've seen that, but I've seen it so many times that shout out to Ryan Reynolds and Van Wilder. I bet you were happy at the end of The Karate Kid, too. I mean, I don't know that you don't like uh, LaRusso. The wrong guy won. I mean, then you really probably love Cobra Kai, don't you? No. Why? It's a great show. I don't mind Johnny. I don't have a problem with Johnny. I just think he was a douche. Sometimes when you're a kid, you're a douchebag. And when he was a kid, he was a douche. Wasted potential. He should have won back then. He ruined his career by losing. But you could call him an anti-hero, but you also got to say that his managers, like if you're equating him to wrestling, his managers were always heels. Think about it. Like Silva, the dude with the ponytail. You've got, um, oh, God, I'm forgetting Mr. his name right now. Mr. Uh, Fuji. What's his crease? John Crease. John Crease, total heel. So everybody that was above him that was pulling the strings was a total heel. That's why he's a heel because he was in a heel faction the whole every movie of that. Like you could play the game where it's like, uh, Larusso's a douche, and it's like, no, he's not. He's just not really taking shit from people. There's a bunch of people that keep fucking with him because he's poor. Leave the man alone. Taking advantage of the poor, Taylor. I can't believe you yeah. would support that. Shout out to Larusso. See, you're, you support taking advantage of the poor. Can't believe this. He's LaRusso's the good guy, man. I hate this game where we play that where we take all the good guys and make them bad guys. You just tried to do it to Ryan Reynolds. What He's would a good co- guy in every movie. What would Cody Rhodes say to you right now, taking a shit on the poor? <laughs> I mean, I don't know anything about that. So I don't know well, what it comes to Cody Rhodes and being poor. If he's been poor, shout out to Cody Rhodes. Cody Welcome Rhodes to the, ta- Welcome loves, to the table, bro. He we loves to... We beat an E40 ramen from the Dollar Tree out here, brother. He loves to throw change at the poor as hard Yo, as possible. Did you, did you know that that was a thing? Like, Rap Snacks has now expanded their adventures to ramen noodles and sodas. Did you know that? Did you say E40 ramen noodles? Yeah, that's what they did. So Rap Snacks has all those chips with wrappers on it, right? Well, they made ramen noodles sponsored by E40. I had a thing of them today. They were kind of flame, dude. Sorry in advance for this non-wrestling talk, but I do not know why this is the second time in my life today that I'm talking about E40. Because I had a conversation about E40 this morning in which I realized he truly does not have any good music. But when it comes to him featuring on people's tracks, he always goes off. It makes uh, no sense. Your hip-hop ignorance is showing, my friend. What are you talking about? I'm pretty sure... a, a legend, an Oakland legend. I know, but name two of his songs that are good, that are exclusively him. 
I mean Captain Savaho. Do you know Captain Savaho? Yeah. I wouldn't That's a great I, tune. I wouldn't put great it up tune. there. Great tune. Great tune. Big subwoofer? You're already losing the people, Taylor. You've I'm lost them. The people. You've nah, lost man. them. They're E40, gone. E40's a legend. Ask anybody who knows hip hop. Hey, if you're listening to this and you don't and you listen to hip hop and you're offended by what Will said, you too can get a settlement. Contact Taylor Hassler. It's the world baby on Twitter and tell me why Will is wrong. And just remember, MGK is Taylor's favorite rapper. And good night. Oh, gross. Don't do how dare you. I will not allow us to end the show with you ever making me support that dick face butt bag. Butt bag. Butt bag dick face, dude. That's a little uh I got okay, we're gonna have to do more of a non wrestling talk, and this is your fucking fault. So if you want to blame anyone for us going off topic, it's all your fault. I never do anything. I'm an innocent angel who only talks about wrestling on the podcast. But that little idiot just put out a cypher with Corday or whatever that guy's name is. That shit was ass. Butt ass, dude. Butt Th- ass. This motherfucker going out here just saying big words, thinking that he's like profound or some shit. Fuck all that, dude. Fuck all that. Take your corny ass back to the cornfields. Ain't nobody like your ass. Cut your hair, hippie.